from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, more from the committee round of meetings this month, including another milestone for the new Ipswich CBD Library with Council getting the keys to the door, a new policy for children, young people and families, new community funding guidelines making applying easier, and an update on the Transparency and Integrity Hub. It's Tuesday, August 25, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. As mentioned in the previous podcast, changes to the number of council committees came into effect this month. There are now six committees, Community, Culture, Arts and Sport, Economic and Industry Development, Environment and Sustainability, Governance and Transparency, Growth, Waste and Infrastructure and the previously established Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee. First-time councillors, including Andrew Fechner and Jacob Madsen, chaired the first of their respective committees. For Councillor Fechner, it was the Community, Culture, Arts and Sports Committee. I'd now declare... Meeting open. This is the Community Culture Arts and Sport Committee, the first of its kind. I'll call for attendance. We have Councillor Jonick, Mayor Harding, and Councillor Kunzerman all in attendance this morning. In the report coming to Council this week, a new policy for children, young people, and families is up for adoption. Senior Policy Analyst Miff Jagger briefed the meeting. Uh, the proposed policy addresses our current corporate plan commitment, which is to ensure the needs of our city's growing child and youth population are incorporated in a child and youth uh, friendly community policy. With closer alignment between this policy and the guiding principles um, of a child friendly city. Uh, the proposed new policy um, that's before you today has been shaped by a robust research and consultation process. And the policy scope has been broadened to recognise the important role that families and caregivers play in helping children and young people thrive in Ipswich. This proposed policy will guide the future work of Council uh, with a contemporary and a strategic statement of commitment. Uh, it will also be a key consideration for Council in the development of the new corporate plan um, if it is adopted and, under and as part of the annual planning process for Council. Uh, importantly to note, adopting the proposed Children, Young People and Families policy uh, will require Council to repeal its existing youth policy which was adopted um, in 2015. The Statement of Commitment is strategic and overarching um, and does not, I believe, detract from the importance of our growing youth population. Um, certainly by um, supporting this policy development with a policy brief and having the evidence base that sits behind it, um, is there to help inform Council's decision-making processes in the best interests of children, young people and families independently or collectively as the case may be. The committee also heard that access to community funding programs across Council has become easier and quicker, according to Head of Community, Cultural and Economic Development, Ben Pohl. Uh, so the report presented is a summary of community funding programs in particular uh, just to provide awareness to the group for the round 
of funding support that closed 31st of July. Um, it's a receiver note report. It also uh, aims to provide an awareness of the type of funding support programs available to the community. Uh, so we've explicitly listed those programs uh, in the report uh, with an aim to make that publicly available for people to understand what kind of funding support programs they might be able to access. Uh, I'll make the point that um, this council adopted a new program of funding support in the uh, July round. The purpose of that was following both internal and external review and audit of our previous funding programs. We developed what we believe to be a more efficient and effective um, and valuable uh, program of funding for the community. The initial response to this new program, which is detailed in the report, has been positive. We've received an increase in the number of applications. Um, similarly, under this new framework, we're actually able to turn around our responses to applications from what would normally be a six to eight week uh, period to more like four weeks. So some of the indicators that we had hoped to demonstrate uh, an improved community support funding program uh, are actually demonstrating uh, elements of success already. Anecdotal feedback from the officers who manage this program is uh, the applicants have found the, the um, application process easier and therefore are completing more applications and more, more willing to submit applications. That's the early anecdotal feedback. Excitement is building for the completion of the new Ipswich Central Library in Nicholas Street. Council now has the keys from the builder. Matt Pascoe, the acting head of libraries, explained more to the committee. We're uh, lucky that the uh, construction company have uh, delivered, delivered us the keys uh, a little bit early. I was just in there during the week. Um, and uh, that's uh, hopefully going to allow us to um, accelerate our program a little bit to, um, to get in get in the facility. Uh, we're currently looking at uh, um, being on site and um, able to operate uh, in mid to late November. Um, but as noted in the report, that is contingent on some of the external works uh, in, the, in the surrounds around the, uh, the library. Councillor Madsen chaired the Governance and Transparency Committee. A briefing on the introduction of the Transparency and Integrity Hub was provided by Corporate Services Chief Sonia Cooper. The hub was indeed successfully implemented uh, as was uh, resolved by Council on the 1st of July 2020. So the report seeks to set out exactly what was delivered, acquitted against the Council's resolution uh, in each of the respects of the of the resolution and seeks to update on steps taken by officers to ensure that it was a, a lawful and appropriate implementation having gone to the market and secured uh, provider uh, Redmond Solutions to implement the hub in partnership with Council uh, using the OpenGov platform. The overall costs of the implementation of the hub are noted against the, the budget that was determined by Council and 
Uh, we're also noting their additional costs that were incurred in undertaking what officers saw as necessary due diligence uh, steps to be taken in the implementation of the hub. Sonia Cooper went on to detail the costs. As you've noted in the reporting against the budget of $200,000 that was set, we, we did incur some additional expenses that didn't go to Redmond Solutions, but that you know, were expenses that, um, that Council determined were necessary and warranted in the circumstances. Um, because of the, the relatively short time frame in which we went to go live um, on 1 July, being just some nine and nine and a half weeks, uh, there was some activity that we're continuing with Redmond Solutions. So what I would say, um, Councillor, is that subject to us ensuring that we have fully implemented, trained and done all of the necessary steps that we needed to just post go live, which we're just closing out, uh, that we will in future years absolutely be able to work within the 100,000 because the service contract we have with Redmond Solutions is, is well under the 100,000, but I might just ha have a caveat for this current financial year given uh, some additional work uh, that we're doing with Redmond Solutions. It won't be materially over, but it, it um, I can't answer that unequivocally at the moment. Mayor Theresa Harding. Uh, may I ask, um, this new council has a very a big uh, emphasis on transparency and, 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 and accountability. Um, are all the expenses for the current councillors currently available on the hub? Uh, all of the expenses for the current councillors, yes, are indeed published on the hub. Thank you. Ipswich City Council is a large organisation with a significant number of assets. Chief Financial Officer Jeff Keach presented an update to the committee. Um, as part of our annual preparation of financial statements, we're required to obviously determine that our assets are at fair value in accordance with the accounting standards. So as you've outlined the report, we have a rolling program where we revalue our classes of assets over a five-year period. This year, the asset revaluation um, in a formal sense occurred in relation to our land assets, our building assets and our other structures assets and what we refer to as a desktop valuation on other classes. You're right, uh, Councillor Madison Chair, it's, a, it's quite a technical reporter sitting there. Um, to give some level of comfort for the committee, the, uh, the report has gone to the Audit and Risk Committee previously and was discussed in detail at, at which a couple of the councillors in the committee also attended. So it's a similar report that there was there. The report has been endorsed by the Audit and Risk Committee to come up to council. It's just here for council final approval in relation to that so we can process the, so the audit um, can proceed on that basis. From another level of comfort is obviously the Queensland Audit Office will undertake a detailed audit of the revaluation numbers and details in relation to that. I guess it's more to, for the council and the committee to understand the process that was undertaken in determining that, that process more so than the actual numbers themselves. The numbers are there and will be subject to audit as part before the financial statements are signed off. The report also outlines um, what was ultimately the, the revaluation impacts, particularly as I say on land, uh, buildings and other structures, and also outlines the involvement of our support from external valuers. Uh, that supported uh, council officers through that process in determining the final value and their reports are attached, uh, uh, are attached to the report as well.
Council ordinary meetings have now moved to a Thursday, so the next meeting will be held Thursday, 27th of August 2020, in the Council Chambers. It will be live-streamed through Council's YouTube channel. You can read all committee reports and recommendations to be made to the Council meeting on Council's website. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today website or Facebook page and leave a message. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.